What's up, everybody? On today's episode, we have the one and only Jessica Marie Rose Leggio, aka Run Pain Free. Tune in as she shares her stories behind running, behind mindset and nutrition, and learn how you can run pain free. Enjoy. Intros. Welcome to, welcome to Monthly Mileage Talks. I am your host, Les Runs. If you are here, thank you for watching. On today's episode, I have, I'm going to go through your full government. I have Jessica Marie Rose Leggio. I hope yeah. I didn't butcher that. You did. Uh, Sicilian. Sicilians will be very proud. <laughs> the Sicilians will be proud. <laughs> oh, man. I, you got to drop like a blue heart or a yellow heart. If you are tuned in, you are here with me. Um, and we'll get started. You have the intros of all intros. I didn't even know where to start. I have former educator, former dancer, uh, functional movement systems god, pain god, uh, <laughs> sports biometrics god, uh, author. <laughs> What what don't you do? Not, <laughs> a daughter. I, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get started. Um, where are you from, Jess? I'm from here. I'm from New York. So you're from New um, York. Born and raised between Manhattan and Lower Westchester, Tarrytown, Austin. So between oh, nice. here and there, um, I, I, I my dance years were here. I grew up dancing at Broadway Dance Center. And uh, Westchester, I danced in Tarrytown between the two. Um, and then I went to college here. I went to Marymount for a minute. And then I graduated from Mount St. Vincent in the Bronx. In the Bronx. Um, so yes, you're, you, you are a New Yorker, New Yorker. I'm a New Yorker. I tried to leave a few times. It didn't work out well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, can't, I can't vibe anywhere else. Like New York is it for me. I've tried, but I'm so impatient. It's like it's just in my blood to be here. All right, New York yeah. in the house. All right, so I ask everybody this, what does your IG name mean? And for you, it says run pain free. So what does that mean? So our my actual business, our actual business name is the actual hashtag run pain free Inc. That's my business name. I own it. So um, hey. that's why, it's, that, that's, why that's what our tag is. I own is. it. <laughs> I own it because people try to do stuff with it. But yeah, it's owned. Um, and so that's what it is. Run pain free. What I, I have a thing I wanted to fix everybody because I know I can. So Of course you can. Um, and so I, I was like, I'm going to fix any and everybody. And my partner was like, you need to like hone in a little bit. And so uh we finally we've always we were always talking about everybody wants to run pain-free run pain-free so we just we switched our business name it used to be miney hertz was our business name um we, we've been online since 2009 we've been international since 2009 um 2009 so we were another different name for online workouts and online training and online running stuff and and then i helped a jamaican runner who was from london but ran in canada and we didn't have anything. We didn't have Skype. We didn't have um, we didn't have Instagram. We didn't even have FaceTime. None of that. So we would do Google Hangouts and email <laughs> each other videos. And I fixed him, and all his trainers couldn't. And I was like, if I could do this with an with an Olympian, then I his name was Shlomo the Great. Um, <laughs> so I was like, if I can do this with him, 
I could do this with anybody. And so we just started fixing people everywhere and run pain free became like the actual name. So it was an easy shoe. And when Instagram came out. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. Yeah. Name of all names. So no one can steal that. That's right. So, <laughs> so um, monthly mileage talks, I normally get into, um, you know, running, then I get into some nutrition, then I get into some mindset. So we're going to start with just the running. Um, what got you into running? Oh, I have a very, um, I love my story. Um, so I was There's a lot of ouches in your story, too. <laughs> yes, I, exactly. let you talk. Um, so I was hit by a truck. Ouch. Um, see? <laughs> yeah, yeah, see, first off, here we go. So I was hit by a truck as a pedestrian, and I was already a functional movement specialist, and I rolled out FMS for Equinox with wow. 25 other trainers at the time. We were all master level at that time, and they tested it, and it worked, and we were already that. I also used to work in PT in Equinox as well. So I would train people, go work in PT for lunch and come back out and train more people. And at that time, that's when I got hit by a truck. And so a year, nobody, I had 51 MRIs. Nobody could figure out what was wrong with me. I, I was told it was in my head. Um, I broke my hip, actual fracture. I chipped the top off my femur where my hip and my femur connect. I, all five of my lumbar discs are hugely bulging. I separated my shoulder. I still have a bone protruding out. So I have injuries, severe injuries, head to toe. I, and so, I think my Google said you also had sprained knees. <laughs> sprained, yes, I had you sprained had a, knees. And so I joint dysfunction. I, I lost the ability to rotate, and that's a dancer talking to you. Um, so I lost the ability to do a lot of stuff. So I was hiding it and using pain patches to work because I didn't want anybody to know because I was a liability at a gym uh, right. in pain like that. And I was just as physical then that I am now. So I was very much working. And it felt better to move than to sit. So I was like, I'm just going to work from 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day. As long as I don't sit, I'm fine. Um, and so after a year, um, a year, I was starting to give up. And we, we had been FMS for two years. And I was like, I, I, it just got so bad. And I was like, I'm about to like quit, like straight. I can't do this. It's so much pain. Yeah. So my partner was like, let's just see if what we do works. So I, was, I had 51 MRIs and I worked yeah. in PT with doctors. And the doctor looked at me and was like, I have no idea where your pain is coming from. When someone you know says that to you, right. <laughs> it's deflating. And I still can remember the feeling I felt in that moment. And I was like, well, <laughs> shoot, what are you going to like? If you can't help me, what can I do? And that <laughs> night we were like, let's just see if what we know works. And within 10 minutes, we knew where my pain was coming from. It got right to work to my own correction. Within eight, within uh, four months, I had 80% of my range of motion back. So I'm a product of what I do. Right. Um, so at the tail end of my correction, my partner was like, I dare you to run seven days straight. And I was like, whatever. Um, and so I did. And I could not believe how much better my back finally felt. And so it was the last piece to my correction was running. So that's how I became... I had such an affinity for it at that point. I had always ran like little bits here and there, mm -hmm. but I never ran distance. And so right. I started running at the end of, after I got hit by a truck, after I had to go through correction, and my body just felt, it's like everything just clicked. And that's when I had, I really, and I, I read medical journals for fun. And back mm -hmm. in 20, that was 2011. So like 2011, I was researching and dot, back surgeons in the UK were prescribing running to their back patients in lieu of surgery in 2011. Mm -hmm. And I was like, aha, I knew I was on to something. 
Um, oh, nothing generates oh. blood flow to the spine like running does. Nothing. Right. Not, no other sport, not, no other movement, nothing. Because it's one movement forever. And it's the whole body has to work. That's why runners can be in so much pain. Because if one <laughs> thing is off, you're jacked. Like, it's not going to work. I know. Um, and so that's 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 what that's my running story. That's how I started to become a runner. <laughs> oh my goodness! What do you enjoy about running? Because I saw you have like a dance background. Like, yes, who just see, stops dancing? Let me tell you. Well, here's the thing. So running is the only thing as close to dancing that would that a dancer would feel like it's doing something for them because it's nonstop movement and it's full body. So it. As a run, as a dancer, you're told never to run. It's terrible for you. Don't ever do it. So in my head, I was trained never to dance. I mean, never to run. Mm -hmm. But then after I obviously got educated and learned more, I was like, yeah, no, this is actually every dancer should be running. So I actually do. A, I do work with a lot of dancers. I work with a lot of dancers. Wow. Um, they were the first sport that I fixed was dancers. That, I was fixing dancers at 12 and 14 years old. So um and I ran a dance company for 10 years. <laughs> I saw um, by by yeah. age 18. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, and my my dancers growing up were Michael Jackson's background dancers. They were in the bad video and they were all like the house music dancers. Like that's who I was brought up by like real New York City background touring dancers. So wow. I was ready to go early. Oh, <laughs> I fixed my first hip at 18 and my first back at 15. I, th I think I read somewhere you thought yeah. you had, like, uh, the pain was, like, protruding through your back, but it, you ended up figuring out it was coming from, like, a hip. Like, everything yeah. is connected. <laughs> yeah. 90% of all back pain is just referred hip pain. It's very hard to have actual back pain be from your back. It usually has to come from direct impact. But if you, So mostly it's coming from hip dysfunction, and it's just referring up, I mean, 90% of it. So you have to know how to dig to figure. That's why I was, like, Runners, it's not your back, it's your hip. <laughs> wow. We're, we're, we're going to get more into this, you know, the, the pain that runners face. So uh, what keeps you motivated now when it comes to the sport of running? What keeps you going? We have COVID. We have a pandemic. We have global yeah. warming. Yeah, we, yeah, have, yeah. we have life. We have bills. Yeah. We have New York City smells. <laughs> <laughs> what keeps you motivated when it comes to running? Um, I like to run alone. Oh. So for me, I don't like running with people. So it's very much because what I do, I'm with and I'm doing with and for so many people. That's what I do. I'm constantly with people talking to people. So for me, running was like my time. It's when I was able to like disconnect. I used to not run with music, nothing. Back in like I, when I first started running, I never ran with any music. Plus, I ran in the South Bronx, so I needed to know where I was going and not get the hit by South a the South Bronx. That oh was my. my. <laughs> that's where I started running was the hills in the South Bronx. Um, oh, wow. And the streets were super motivating. Like I'd run by and they'd be like, "Hey, runner girl!" and like give me a high five. You know, sometimes they'd run with me for like a block. It was it was like the best feeling. So, for me, running is very. It's very much. I mean, it is an individual sport, but. I've been, even before, right before COVID happened, I was on a huge mission to be like, run for yourself, early 2020. Right. All my lives, my podcast, I was like, you guys got to start running for yourself and stop being succumbing like to everything around you and everybody else's things that are going on. You're right. forgetting why you're running and then you're not listening to your body. So I was mm -hmm. already, I'm a big pusher of that. So I believe like, you know, so many people started running in COVID because they had nothing else to do. They couldn't go to the gym. They can't go anywhere. <laughs> I think everybody should be running. I don't care what age you are. I think everybody should be running because it's just the best thing for your body. And it's always going to tell you if something is wrong. 
running will tell you way early and not wait till you're 60 or 70 and be like, oh, I have an actual hip problem. Then it's like a different, it's harder to fix at that age. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's amazing. Yeah. So to continue, this is where it gets, this is where the talk gets fun. So the, what has been your biggest challenge when it comes to running? I'm assuming pain, but no, no, talk? no. I'm actually pain free. Uh, <laughs> so I run pain free. So I, um, so I actually have a heart issue. Uh, uh -huh. So that, um, I that took a lot from me from running. So wow. I got it on it exposed itself on a run. Mm -hmm. It's something I got from the flu that was oh, undiagnosed no. for three years. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it affects your heart and your lungs. So it's really hard to run with that. So that's my biggest challenge is because I do heart and lung training. So after I correct you and I condition you as an athlete, right. then I get to actually work, which really getting you to run, which is your heart and your lungs. Right. Um, so I love that. And I've actually worked with a lot of people in COVID because a lot of people came out of COVID with heart and lung problems. And so I've done just heart training on a lot of people to get them walking again. So for me, that's my biggest Challenge, challenge with running is making sure that this heart and lung system is working properly. All my runners are like, don't go so don't don't do it too much. Oh <laughs> you know, goodness. and I'm like, no, I, I, I'm going to build up. I'm going to get back out there and build up more and more and more little by little. So that's been my challenge just to yeah. building back up. Yeah. Oh, wow. So so I'm assuming your athletes help you get through these challenges. Yes, I live through everybody. I live through <laughs> Yeah, like if I, you know, if I can't run, I live through getting other people to run. Nobody ever dug for me, and I've had health issues since I'm three years old. So my entire career encompasses everything I've dealt with. I am a nutrition specialist. Right. I am an athletic conditioning specialist. I am functional movement. I am biomechanics. I have a dance background. So I bring everything together. That's what the Run Pain Free program is. It's everything. You're looked at completely as a whole gamut. So I really live through people, and I dig I dig. I just don't stop until I figure out what's going on with you. I continue to dig. And no one does that, first of all. And the <laughs> medical industry don't do mobility. So I, you know, get started. <laughs> well, that's the segue because we're still on the topic of running. If you're just joining, um, we're actually going into Run Pain Free Academy. Uh, you already told, told the listeners and people tuned in basically what Run Pain-Free is, but what is Run Pain-Free Academy? If I am watching from Greenland right now, what is Run Pain-Free Academy? You'll feel very welcome because people are in there from all over the globe. Um, so the Academy <laughs> is the complete online version of what I do in person. So there's programs, there's courses, there's master classes. It's our own private community off of Facebook. So I'm me and my partner monitor everything they get first dibs on everything. They get to see the podcast before they drop um, private and bonus interviews and stuff that I do private for people. It goes in there. And then we have a lot of everything builds on stuff. So I, I'm very, I'm, I don't do general. <laughs> I'm yeah. very specific. So um, we have an entire nutrition, my nutrition program is in there. So we, mm -hmm. it's everything that a runner needs to actually run pain-free and progress mm -hmm. is what the right. academy is for. Wow. So mm -hmm. people in Greenland, if you're watching, you can yeah. tune in for that. So um, to continue on with uh, Run Pain Free, what is the, I mean, I'm sure you get all types of injuries. Um, I think I read one of your first ones was plantar. 
It was one of my one of my very first running injuries that I worked on was plantar fasciitis, and he was a he was a travel runner on Wall mm -hmm. Street. Wow. Um, because I was I worked at one of the equinoxes I worked at was Wall Street. That's where I finished. Um, so yeah, and he had everything under the sun that he shouldn't have had. So I, <laughs> plantar fasciitis. Um, but I you know I work on everything from plantar fasciitis to shin splints to actual fractures to stress fractures to torn labrums to shoulder injuries, back injuries. I mean, there's nothing I haven't, I literally haven't worked on, I've worked on every kind of injury you possibly have. And then there's a difference. Like I also educate a lot because there's aches and pains and there's injuries. They're two different things. Like shin splints right. are annoying and they're painful, but it's not an actual injury. They lead to an actual injury, <laughs> yeah. but they're just a red flag that something's about to go wrong if you don't fix it, you know? So um, is tears, meniscus mm -hmm. tears. Um, I've done pre and post surgery for people with like shoulder replacements, knee replacements, hip replacements. Um, yeah, I've done, I've, I've done all of that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Just wow. So, I mean, I've read that you at one point was analyzing data from MRIs and stuff, but yeah, I have to, cause I can't people, um, for a while I didn't require it, but then I was just getting more and more that pe uh, what people were being told they have and what they actually had were very different. And that mm -hmm. fear is real and there is a lot of jargon. And if you don't know how to decipher what that jargon is, you can get freaked out. So I require the reports and the imaging and the, the write-ups that I know by law has to happen. So <laughs> I need to see that. So I know what the hell is going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I can actually, you know, translate it to the person to, you know, make sure they're clear on it. And then also like release any kind of fear or bring that down. And then I know what I have to do also, you know, um, Right. Yeah, I've been reading MRIs and x-rays for a very long time. So if I'm a new runner, um, I just started feeling pain. I don't know where this pain is coming from. What What's your first point of assessment? Is this a functional movement type of assessment? What are we doing if I'm coming to you? I'm a new runner. I'm tuned in right now. And... Um, for me, one of my first, I guess, things that I felt was my lower back was like, ah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's a few first things. I don't know if I have one first thing. First thing I'm always going to ask first is what your shoe, what your sneakers are. That's first. Um, it's the only, it's the only external thing that can mm -hmm. affect a runner is a sneaker. Everything else is you. Is your own dysfunction. It's your own movement patterns. That's that's totally, that's all you. Sneakers are the only thing that can externally affect a runner. So that's first what that is. Cause that'll tell me, I know I can kind of, if it's, a, I can actually pin an injury to a sneaker that like every sneaker has a certain kind of injury. <laughs> There's so a couple that, of sneakers. That's why they say you're known for having the eye. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, was a, I, I worked on, I mean, I worked with Beachbody as a fitness expert because the at-home workouts were hurting people. And so I came in to train the trainers how to train and cue. Um, my partner and I worked on that. So that's why, because of my eye. I'm very, I have, an, I have an eye and something, you know, it's just something I've been doing it my entire life. Like I literally have dedicated my whole life to what I do. So that's why I, I just, I'm very innate with the body. Um, for, and then after, once it's sneakers, then I'm going to make you do some, I need to see how you move. So right. I need, and, and foam rolling would be first so I can release everything and expose everything. Right. Your the foam rolling is is just the gateway to figure out what's working, what's not working at the baseline of foam rolling. It just releases any restriction on your joints, so you can figure out what that is, and then I'll make you move specific ways so I can see. And I 
I do it. Everything is online for me now. I don't see anybody in person. Um, so <laughs> yeah. Um, but I've been, it was easy for us. Like I said, we've been online since 09. So it was easy mm -hmm. for us just to take New York online, Transition. but everybody else yeah. is used to it. Yeah. Right. Um, and everybody's actually done really well. Everybody's progressed. People have ran full blown marathons completely on their own with no one around them. PR done great rain, hail, sleet, snow. Everybody's done amazing. So it's been really good for them. Um, and I'm really happy about that. So, but anybody say, I do the exact same assessment online that I do in person. I'm just not touching them. And the same thing, I need to see them move. Right. You know, you can tell me all day that your low back hurts. But I know already it ain't your back. Like, I already know that. So I'm going to make you move, and then I'll see where it's actually coming from and then follow that pattern. And the more I follow it, the more the body's like, oh, let me tell you over here hurts. And over here hurts, Jessica. Like, your body starts talking. And so then I translate for you what your body is saying and teach you what that's saying so you know. Wow. Yeah. Ama amazing. So um, <laughs> if you're a new runner and you're tuned in and something hurts, hit her up. She has Thank the you. eye for it. <laughs> so we'll jump back into running, but we're going to transition into mindset. Let's talk about mindset. So okay. what do you like? Do you normally listen to music when you go out for runs? I know you mentioned it earlier. Yeah. What are you on a mantra type flow? Like, are you reciting run pain free, run pain free? No. What, uh -uh. What? I, I, did, I listen to salsa when I run. So dancing. Yes, um, yeah, my boyfriend and I are salsa dancers. So we salsa. Um, so and it has a really good beat to keep pace. Like my pace goes with the beat. I'm just very in tune with my body. Like <laughs> so, like so, the beat. So, I'm like, oh, it's, not, it's too fast of a song. I got to slow down. You know, it makes me speed up. I have to slow down. Um, but yeah, I don't want to hear anybody talking while I'm running. <laughs> I hear you. So so. And I don't want to hear myself at all. Wow. So that's that's awesome. So as far as yeah, as mindset, what are some um, I guess uh, mindset things that you either tell your your athletes to work on? Because um, I've seen you foam roll a lot of people. I think even at the New York City Marathon at one point or at races, you're I've, just I've parked stuck, up. I've stuck you a few times, sir. I'm known for my I thought I thought I was the strongest <laughs> person till you started, and you know. We'll keep that, you know, don't tell the world. I didn't it's all cry, right. It's safe with but, me. It's safe with me. But the tear came down. <laughs> <laughs> but you finished, right? I did. I did. Yeah. Um, I, I have, I have, I actually do in the academy, actually, I have a whole list of affirmations that I do give to the athletes in the academy. My biggest thing is that running does not equate pain. There's a huge misconception that to be a runner means you need to accept running in pain. And that is complete hogwash. I have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. I think it's disrespectful to the sport. I think it gives the sport a really bad name. Right. So that's the biggest thing. And that on the, on the other side of that is running is giving you feedback. You're going to learn your body in a way that you never learned it by just going out there and being you in your run. Like, even if you run with people, like honing in on what your body is doing and like being inside yourself, you running is so, so empowering in that way where like you can learn your body and figure out what your body like actually needs. It's basic human function with velocity at extreme. That's what distance running is. Right. So you're just walking at a fast pace for a really long time. If anything is wrong with you humanly, it's going to show up. 
So yeah. it should be like a thankful thing. Like you're, you give your body everything it needs so you can run and it can tell you what's up. Like there's so, so much to be said about that with running and just being in about, about yourself and being inside yourself while you're running and not so concerned with all this gabbing around, you know, <laughs> it happens a lot. Runners lose themselves in that noise. And I want, I always encourage runners to really get to back into themselves and like quiet that noise. That's the biggest thing I tell people. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. So now we're segueing into nutrition. Oh man, I think I read 25 years. I think I the It's really the word hard to say those numbers. <laughs> the word the word ulcer came up at one point. Um, yeah. Yeah. What What's your experience with nutrition? Where did this start? So, I had intestinal dysfunction at 3. I had an umbilical hernia at 3 years old. And I had an ulcer by the time I was 12. Um, so my nutrition study started at 12. Because <laughs> in 1986, uh, there wasn't much to go on other than what the doctors were telling you. And everything they were telling me to do was killing me. So I started, I started nutrition, just personal study at 12 years old. And like mm -hmm. mapping my body every night. Um, what did I eat? Because I was sick for really like my whole youth was very sick all the time and I no one knew but, my, but like my mom you know but like I said to myself but I used to, have to do this regimen in middle school to this day I'm 43 to this day um people from middle school will be like Jess they'll message me on Facebook and say do you still do that regimen you did in middle school and I'm like oh my god did I traumatize you with what I had to do like I had to have like my Lanta and tablets and medicine I had to take it all at certain times and so I've been on a nut nutrition has been the most intentful study, the longest intentful study I've had out of everything I've done. So if wow. you think I'm psycho about injuries, misstep with nutrition with me. It's going to be a problem. Ouch. So I have a digest, I have basic nutrition background. I have a digestive mm -hmm. nutrition background and I have an exercise science nutrition background, sports, sports, exercise science. So all of that is what mm -hmm. my nutrition program is. And I've actually human trial case studied my entire nutrition program with 200 participants when I was doing the Beachbody programs, I was the test group manager. So all of them used my programming. We right. got food and they followed what I said how to eat it. <laughs> and so from per people who needed to put on 30 pounds of muscle, to people who needed to lose 100 pounds worth of weight and colitis and uh, type 2 diabetes and everything under the sun, everything was cleaned up. Everybody got the proper results across the board. So it, I've tested it on human trials. So it's a tested right. in a controlled setting thing. So I know what my program does. So I know if you're doing it or not, just like with your body. <laughs> so wow. like, you know, I, I guess, you know, I, if you get your body processing better, then you actually start pulling nutrients from it. And a lot mm -hmm. of runners start running to lose weight and then they gain weight. Right. How do you feel about that? If someone comes to you and say, Hey, I started running, um, I'm having a lot of pain. I don't know if it's linked to just me running. Is it linked to nutrition? What what is what do you tell them? <laughs> I need it. First off, I want to log. So I always honor the body. Like I, I honor the body, period. It's it's not a textbook. Textbook doesn't like science doesn't like messy, and the human right. body is very messy. So <laughs> you, I it's very messy. Um and so I, I make you log so I can see what your life is like. What does Les live like every day, morning, Ooh. noon, and night for three days? <laughs> I want to know what you're doing. 
So I want to know what you're eating, what you're not eating, what time you eat, when you get up, when you go to sleep, when you're at work. And then I can see what your life is like. Three days is all I need. I can see what your life is like. Three and then days. I can figure out. <laughs> yeah. And then from there, I can start being like, okay, well, we need to bring you back to baseline. And just like with your body where I strip you from restriction and see what your body is or isn't doing and get it processing right, do the same thing yeah. with, your inside, with your insides. And, but don't, yeah. but I'm glad you brought that up because nutrition heavily plays on a runner's body because it's such an athletic sport that so many runners do not respect that it. it's so athletic. They don't consider this something. I call, I don't call my runners runners. I call them athletes. Right. I've been doing that for a very long time because I treat them like athletes. You're an athlete. You're running for hours. That's very oh, yeah. athletic. It's an endurance sport. You're an athlete. So treat your body <laughs> properly and you'll feel better, you know, but a lot, there's so much misconception out here. There's so many people online being this, that, and who think they know everything and they don't um, and talk smack about people when they should really just go sit down somewhere and do something else. Yeah, um, the body you know, shaming, so, I know. Yeah, like some too. of us actually put like a lifelong work into what we do here, me and my peers. Right. <laughs> um, so like, you know, there's, there's, there's reasons why there's like a lot of education behind what we do. Expert, I have over 80,000 hours in just injury correction alone. That's why I'm an actual expert. Like, you know, there's wow. reasons why we <laughs> use these words. So like when you've only done that and you see all these things happening, it's like, it's, it, it's frustrating because I, I applaud people who just want to get out and run and like use their bodies and like just want to run and like, you know, lose weight or just feel better. And then they hit bad information and they get hurt or they gain weight and they totally lose confidence in it. And it's just really about you have to eat so much more as a runner than you actually think so. And wow. you it's like I, I in the academy, mm -hmm. I actually make people post their food. And you see like, the most oh. athletic people eating like <laughs> this much food. And then people who are like trying to, they're eating like this much food. And I'm like, see the difference here? You got to eat. You have to feed that eat. body. Otherwise, oh, wow. you're just keeping fat and eating muscle. That's real. Glycogen is real. Tanking at mile 10 is real. That's a glycogen issue. That's you not getting in the right carbohydrates, right. the right starches. So all that's a big deal. It's a science. There's a science behind all of this left. Wow. <laughs> So when it comes to telling your athletes to fuel their body, are you more on the use, I guess, what works for you? Or are you like, hey, use this, use that? What, what do you do when it comes to telling your athletes to fuel their body? Because I know, like, for me, I take running gels. I stick to the brain that works best for me. But I also have a friend that runs with a freaking banana. <laughs> um, so I'm a real food got, person. You're a real I'm a food real food person. person. So um, I don't force anything on anybody. I'm psycho about sneakers. I'm psycho <laughs> about sneakers. But when it comes, I don't force anything on anybody. But but if you consistently come back with the same complaint about right. fuel and feeling tanking, well, I'm going to tell you what works. You can do with it what you want. It's right. not a force of any sort. And, and I encourage you do what I say see how you feel like there's yeah. nothing but you know chance you know chanting it so baby pickles are huge baby potatoes are huge um tomatoes are huge orange slices are huge and you need so much less of it because you're actually processing it so again it's a processing thing when you actually have to chew you ignite your digestive system and then your body starts to pull things from that food and it's sustained energy when it's liquid it goes right through you if it doesn't mess up your stomach once it gets there and go right out. Oh. So I'm not a fan of gels, 
because okay. of that. So many people are like, I got to see which gel doesn't hurt my stomach. I'm like, if that's a right. baseline, that might be like something you want to look at. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and I hand out orange. I'm at mile 22 when I'm at the oh, I've seen I hand out oranges. <laughs> I hand you out, out oranges. There. It's refreshing. You know, it makes you suck it and, you know, you get good, good energy and good, sustainable orange juice, fresh oranges. Mm -hmm. um that's what i hand out so and coconut water you know those are those are those are my go-to's but you'll realize how much less you need when you actually have real food because you're chewing it especially like this past marathon season the runners mm -hmm. that ran by the ran the full marathons alone they yeah, the virtual um, one, yeah. i think at most they had i think at most they had four baby pickles a couple of spears of baked potato. Oh God, I'm not a fan um, of pickles. <laughs> I know. But then, then I can't hear when I, when someone's like, oh, take a salt, put salt in your mouth. I'm like, that salt is not sodium and it's gone here. It ain't getting even nowhere near here. That's so salt. the salt tabs, like, really? The salt oh, sticks? Oh no, no I'm guilty oh of that. My God, I take no. it all. Listen, when I'm no. running, and one coconut thing doesn't water. work. Just have coconut water. I love coconut water. I've actually, then, then you're the, fine. Last, the last two marathons I've run, coconut water has been the base of like my yes. fueling. That's it. Because it's actual, <laughs> it's natural electrolytes. Coconut water is a slop for a banana. It has twice the potassium of a banana and natural electrolytes, unlike chemical ones in Gatorade. Oh. Gatorade will dehydrate the hell out of you. It totally dehydrate <laughs> you. And Ouch. water is not hydrating at all. So at best, mm -hmm. it's wetting your mouth. So having coconut water is a huge refuel on the course. That's why some of the smaller run, like the race people, at like races yeah. that are being put out, they're hosting now with coconut water. But like big races, majors are not doing that yet. I don't know why. No. They're still passing out regular water. <laughs> no, they, they, they want the check. They want the dollar sign. That's what it is. <laughs> they, they, they partner with, with companies that just don't do the right thing. Um, but that's a whole other story. Um, wow. So what's a recommendation for pre-run meal? Or let's say we're, let's say I'm running a marathon. What's a pre-run meal? What am I eating before this run? Okay. So the night before you're having a burger with sweet potato. Really? You're before. Sicilian. I thought you were going to say handmade pasta. Let me tell you <laughs> why. It's all hogwash. Past <laughs> Let me tell you something, Les. And I know how much you run because I follow you. So a runner who's about to run a marathon tomorrow, right. the amount of miles you're mm -hmm. up to per week by that point in your training is ridiculous. Pasta is simple starch. It's simple sugar. By the time you eat it, it's burned before you even think you just ate a macaroni bowl. Like it's really? burned, it's gone. Mm -hmm. What's actually lasting in you is the sauce. Most marinara sauces are made with a meat and it's infused iron into the sauce. And tomatoes are fruit. So the fruit <laughs> is sustainable, right. and the iron in there that you're getting from that, like from a bolognese, if you have a bolognese sauce or meat, or that is what really that is, that's giving you your energy that you think you're needing. Carb loading mm -hmm. is complete hogwash because you're not even carb loading, you're actually just having simple starch. And pizza, forget it. Oh, my God. You want to know why you tanking at mile 10, mile 13? Oh, no. <laughs> Sweet potato is the most sustainable starch and right. the most working for human starch we could possibly eat. Next to that would be brown rice or quinoa. But sweet potatoes, top notch. I, lo I love sweet so, potato. I've never used burger, it during a race. A burger, at, a burger. You can even have cheese on it if you want to. A burger with sweet potato at night. And in the morning, a baked sweet potato 
No oatmeal. For breakfast. No oatmeal. I've been eating oatmeal the past two weeks. I know. Listen, you you should know by now you're going to hear everything from me you never heard from somebody else. Um, No. The only, I've never, even with my nutrition, I've actually never been okay with oatmeal unless somebody is running 10 plus miles that day because that's how much it takes for you to actually run it off. But it's, it's a very heavy, dense, simple starch that is almost like cement in you. So the illusion that it makes you go to the bathroom is really that it's just so heavy that it pushes stuff out. It itself isn't making you go to the bathroom. It's just so heavy. And not everybody that has that. Some people get super bloated. It's very constipating, actually. It's very blocking. So it's not really a great idea. So sweet potatoes in the morning. I have some people saute apples and put the apple on top of the, with some cinnamon on the actual, it's a very hearty breakfast. Um, That's what a lot of my, actually a lot of my runners who follow my program completely, even with the nutrition, they literally do bake a sweet potato, saute some butter and cinnamon and apple, put it on top of the sweet potato. That's their breakfast for their run, for their, for the marathon day. And then on the marathon, they don't need anything until mile three or four. And that's when they have a pickle. They start, you know, have a couple of pickles and, and literally not one person that, that is ever like, I'm tanked, I'm starving. Not, I don't, I don't hear none of that. With people who actually follow what I'm saying, I don't hear that wow. ever because it's such, it's so much different. And then even if, even if you're anything under like five miles an apple, cause okay. you know, when you're running, when you're training for a marathon, you're running all different distances, right? Throughout the week. Right. So an apple or a pear with mm. almond butter or peanut butter is great for anything up to five miles. Between right. five and eight miles, you could do a half a sweet potato, like a half a small <laughs> one. It's very sustainable. Anything over 10, we're cooking with full sweet potatoes at that point. And then you just oh, make boy. it hardier, hardier as you go for the 26.2. Secrets. Run pain-free. This is why the, sustainable. Academy, the, the academy has all the gems, huh? <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what about post? What about after? You know how Ooh. a lot of people say stay away from grease after. What are we eating after? Grease helps you digest food. So that's a damn that's a myth. Um <laughs> that's a big myth. But I I mean, honestly, you could honestly eat whatever you want after a marathon, but if you want to replenish, you should definitely have, you know, a good hearty protein. You do need to replenish your glycogen, so you do need that starch again. So I, I know many people have, you know, pasta and bolognese, but it's never, I'll tell you that they don't get fulfilled from it. They're still hungry. Mm-hmm. So like they do have like a steak or they do have a burger, but some, you know, a lot of people don't eat red meat, which they need to, but a lot of people don't eat red meat. Um, so, right. you know, chicken, chicken, turkey, fish, you just need a good hearty replenish because when you're, you know, when you're working out, you're ripping your muscles, which is protein. So you need to replenish Ouch. that protein. And there's yeah. so much more. And then you have, because you're a runner and it's endurance, you have to replenish glycogen. Yeah. My runners get up and go to work the next day with no problem. Yeah. They go to weddings. With, I've, had, I've had people get off of the marathon they go, they go and dancing. go to a wedding. <laughs> and go out dancing and go to a club and stuff. Like, did you not oh, just go to marathons? Right. So, like, oh, I, none of my people are hitting walls and stuff. They're running oh, by no. me saying, hey. So, there's reasons for that. Like, when I right. have that data, that's what I share with people. You shouldn't right. be hitting a wall. That's not a guarantee. There's a lot of myths with running that people just get in their head and they plan on that with the run. And it's like, you're expecting that. I wish I would expect to hit a wall. Like, <laughs> oh, what fun ouch. is that? <laughs> yeah, why? what fun is that? That's ridiculous. No, I'm going to train so I don't hit a wall. So, I mean, but, so you know, there's no DNF. There's no did not finish. All right. Uh, wait, someone asked, um, please, if you're tuned in and you have a Q&A, someone asked, can yam be a substitute for sweet potato? 
Yes, yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yams. it's one hundred percent. Yams are the only thing that really watch is the Japanese sweet potatoes because they are white, so it's a simple starch. Right. So it's a little bit higher in starch; it's not so dense as a sweet potato. But yams are one hundred percent perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, awesome. Yes, if you have anything, because I think the IG police normally kicks me off like an hour into it, but we're doing great Yeah, they do, because they're so silly. (laughs) We're doing great on time. So um, going back into running, what has been some of like your proudest running moment stories? What's a good running? uh, Wait, before you answer that, someone asked, how can we make appointments? (laughs) So you can can go to runpainfreenow.com. Yes. Always just straight up DM me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can go there and, and my consults are complimentary because I believe in actually assessing people before I figure out what's going on. Um, so we're painfreenow.com for that. And there's a contact us form there. But mm-hmm. I also want to say we have, I made an online knowledge educating bootcamp. So it's called runpainfreebootcamp.com. And it's literally me sharing my screen uh-huh. And going over everything from what a runner goes through from the moment they get hurt to how, what they find online, why it's wrong, how it hurts them, what to do instead of that, and then they, how they can contact me also. But it's totally <laughs> free. It's runpainfreebootcamp.com. Anybody can go on it, and it's all educational based. It goes over sneakers, it goes over tape, and all that crap. Um, <laughs> so it goes over awesome. all of that. It breaks down coaching, all that stuff. Also, just should say that. Wow. Amazing. I hope that answered that. Um, yes. Yay. So to, yes, if you have, if, just feel free and ask um, if you have anything that you want, that you've been dying to know about Jess. Um, yes, and if, 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 you're an, if you're an athlete of hers. All right. Um, so I think I asked, what's your proudest running, I guess, story or accomplishment for many of your athletes that I know it's too many, but what's one that you it's said? It's never wow. too many less, but I appreciate that. <laughs> Um, so I, I have one, I have several people who will be world majors by 2022. World majors by 20, as in like next year? They they would have been in 2020. Wow. Had Corona not happened, I would have had two world majors people in 2020. So now that it's pushed out and they've separated it, I'll have three, I think three or four, which Mm -hmm. we know is like 1% of runners become world major marathoners. So that's huge. Um, and then I call it the triple challenge. A lot of my runners do Berlin, Chicago, and New York. So it's two continents, three world (laughs) majors in six weeks. And a lot of them PR every single one, New York being their best run. So I've had, I've had, especially again, because everybody likes to go off the rails sometimes, but, um, everybody that's done them has done really well and had good races. Some people have had some hiccups, but nothing crazy. Um, you know, training and sleeping really matters and shows up in these things called marathons. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, wow. it just people I've created it's people, it's common, uh, the run pain free triple mm-hmm. challenge, I call it, is to do all those majors in six weeks and everybody's doing them, you know, they do them and they do them and amazing. So, this year, because it's weird, I do have yeah. people doing Boston in October and London and New York. So that will be that triple challenge. It'll be a little different this year. So I'm excited for that. This yeah, that's, fall, that's a big accomplishment. Do, do you have a clone for this fall? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't.
I was thinking about, I think they're running Chicago and then they're flying right out after to go do Boston because Boston's on a Monday. Insane. <laughs> Listen, I don't even, I think it's crazy that Boston didn't like talk to anybody and just made their thing up without like talking to the other fall marathon. It's all about you know the I mean? money. I'm like, it's talk all about, about entitled. The, the dollar sign. Lord Jesus. Lord someone, Jesus. Someone asked, uh, What's the best way to run a faster pace without dropping any weight? I'm trying to qualify for Boston. <laughs> you need to eat. You need to eat. <laughs> you need to eat. And if you're trying, I don't, you know, with age groups, it's very different with your, what your qualifying time is for Boston. Um, right. I'm very proud to say I've had many people qualify for Boston several times in one year um, without trying, and they just qualified. So, um you need to eat for how much you're actually running. And if you're not replenishing what you're running, you're going to start losing muscle and gaining right. fat. And that's why runners, the faster runners look kind of like, can have like a flabby effect to them or very skinny. And it's called skinny fat in the industry. <laughs> um, <fat. laughs> but, yeah. Oh, please. You know, I'm very blunt, Les. Um, <laughs> so, but that's just because you've lost all your muscle and you've gained weight. So also don't look on the scale because the scale can't assess what's weight and what's fat and they're two different animals. And so when you're at a, if you're trying to qualify for Boston, I'm just going to assume you're lean to begin with. So the scale ain't going to help you, your clothes are what you need to go for. And if your clothes are getting tighter and your scale is getting lower, you're mm -hmm. gaining fat and losing muscle. If the scale is going up and your clothes are looser, you're gaining muscle and losing fat. So the scale is very misconceiving. So you need to eat for that. You need to make sure you're having good protein. You need to eat protein and you need to have that starch. You have to fuel for your runs. Get that sweet potato in there. That's what you need to do. <laughs> awesome. I hope that answered your, uh, your question. So one thing I always wanted to know, have you ever ran a marathon or thought about running a marathon? Yeah. So I was on, I was on, I was, I was, a gunner, I was running the Fort Lauderdale half. I was right. training for that when my heart issue started. Oh no! So I was on I was on a run a training run for the Fort Lauderdale mm -hmm. half, and I thought I was having a heart attack, and so I wound up in the ER. And so oh, no. that's that was that was my experience with um with Man, actually your your yeah. biopic is gonna be insane. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it starts as early as like twelve thirteen. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, wow. So, yeah, I mean, I never got a chance to do it. I've been told I can't do it, um, but I don't listen right. to that very well. So I no. believe I will. And that's my goal. So I will. I will definitely. My, But, you know, my number one thing is that I make sure all of you do it and keep you all running. I have runners <laughs> that run there. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And, they, you know, as long as you're – and what happened was in quarantine, everybody stopped running. But a lot of people started running, and they, but they never missed a beat with me in programming. Yeah. And then when they started running again, they were like, oh, my God. I can't believe I'm still this fast. And I'm like, oh, really? It's called run pain-free. That's what happened. That's called conditioning. That's athletic conditioning. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. I think we have a few minutes. Um, if you are just joining and you have something you've been dying to ask, please uh, shoot away. Um, <laughs> but besides all the major marathons, which one's your favorite? New York. In New, York? New York. Is it because yeah, it's yeah. home? It's home and there's nothing like it. The people are amazing. 
I've lived on the Upper East Side for like 20 years, so it comes through here all the time. I've always watched it growing up. Um, so it's, it's, it's just, it's so invigorating. Like you don't even need to be a runner to like enjoy the marathon. Just go out there and just feel that energy. It's like, it's like New York at its best, you know? So yeah, the big, I love, I love New York. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, I saw you started the Run Pain Free podcast uh, mm -hmm. recently. Uh, tell us a little bit about that before we end. So we started the podcast in 2017. Um, I used to go on live rants on Facebook. <laughs> um, and so my partner was like, you need to put this in a podcast. Um, and so, and I got a lot of requests for podcasts. So I do a lot of informational podcasts and um, I, I just really try to hit everything I see. Anybody who hits me up, if I see things a lot, I just go out there and I, I try to debunk as much BS that's out there as possible because there's so much of it especially in this past year with everybody just really starting to run who never ran before because of COVID. So many people are getting hurt and 80% of runners worldwide are injured. That's ridiculous. Wait, and I really believe it's from bad information. 80% of runners worldwide are injured. Correct. Ouch. I think and I'm that's in ridiculous. That no sport, no sport. <laughs> you better not be. Um, no sport has a, an injury rate like that. No sport. And football, I compare running to football when it comes to injuries because they are the most severe of the same kind of injuries runners will have, but it's more severe with them and more detrimental. So I do a lot of that comparison. And I, um, I did marathon. We do a lot of summits too. So yeah. everybody watching should be following. So we do a lot of summits where we talk to like experts, pro runners, top doctors, cardiologists, lung specialists. We did a whole marathon training summit where we did a lot of like iron specialists and iron, iron deficiency and athletes, runners world pro coaches. And we got a lot of like expert people who were talking about, you know, Dina Castor, Catherine Switzer. Like we talked to all these like really big names to get you guys the information that can stop hurting you. Cause there's so much stuff that you guys that, that not you, but like runners do locally that don't have <laughs> the access to, cause I, you know, I'm trained to work with pros, but I want right. to work with local athletes because you guys deserve that information too. Of course. So, you know what I'm I mean? Elite. Like you guys are out here. <laughs> yes. And like, this, I don't, I just feel like it's a thing. Like, I just want to make, I want to help people who just naturally want to, you're not getting paid to do it. You just love to run. That's oh, how I want to help. I, people I who I love to paid. run. I know, I know. You're almost there. <laughs> but that's what I want to help. You know what I mean? It's those people who are just doing it because they love it. And, you know, and, and a lot of, and, and I, I rub elbows with pros all the time, you know, and, and they, it's, it's amazing to get, bring them to you guys. And so that's what the summits do also. It's just to give you guys tons of information so that you stop running hurt. It's ridiculous. Awesome. <laughs> all right. So I think we have a few minutes before the IG cuts me off. I don't know if it's going to let me go over the hour. Um, I typically end with a mantra. What's your go-to mantra? Mine is always better me, better world. Um, I know the hashtag run pain free is all over all social media platforms, but what's your go-to yeah. mantra? Stronger after injury. Stronger yes. after injury. Someone hashtag mm -hmm. that or something. <laughs> Stronger <laughs> after yeah. injury. Wow. Yeah. Cause everybody that I get, and I mean, and I say everybody not loosely is told don't run, stop running, you'll never run again. One of those three. And I get them not only running again, but I get them stronger after their injury. And I have 100% results with that. And I'm dead serious. 
and I'm about my results. So I don't, num- I don't the stop. The numbers don't lie. <laughs> I don't stop until, because no one did it for me, Les. And so I, that motivates me to help people because that's what I'm in this for, to help people. What else am I doing here? If I'm not going to help people actually do what they want to do. So stronger after injury is real. It's a real thing here at Run Pain Free. So come figure it out. <laughs> I know. Wow. This has been awesome. So you. Yes. I'm so excited to chat with you. <laughs> so uh, we have like a minute. Uh, let's do something fun. Let's do a this or that. New York pizza or New York bagels. This or that. Pizza. Hey. pizza. <laughs> Central Park or Prospect. Central Park. <laughs> 5K or 10K? 10K. Hmm. Indoor running, like on a track, or treadmill running? Treadmill <laughs> over a track any day. Really? <laughs> any day. Any day. Yeah. All right. Let's, th- let's see. New York street running as an asphalt pavement or the track? How about that? That's a twister. New York street running. Really? Track is you will guaranteed IT band injury on a track because you're constantly on an inside loop. That inside knee will have an IT band problem. That's number okay. one. So I'd rather you be on the treadmill and run it on an incline so that you open mm-hmm. up. Short, tre- flat treadmill, high hamstring strain rate, high hamstring strain. So get mm-hmm. on, on an incline, you'll open up and you'll open up your legs. But the terrain has jack to do with how you're running. Your dysfunctional movement is how you're running jacked up. So whether you're running on clay, on a trail, on this city street, it's all you. However you're jacked up is going to show up regardless. So I'll take wow. a city street any day. Plus the city streets, if you work in like, if you're running in the street, the stop and go, the turns, and that's all ab work. So it's so your, your body works so much more in a street than anywhere else also. So it's more beneficial for you. Better training, core training. <laughs> uh, let's finish it up. Jamaican food or Italian food? Oh, God. See, the love of my life is Jamaican. Now you're getting into this. Oh, boy. I have to do. I have to do Italian food. I have oh. to. <laughs> All right. This has been great. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. If you're here, um, as always, be sure to follow Run Pain Free. Be sure to follow Run Pain Free underscore Academy. DM her. She will respond. She has the eye of all eyes. She will, just by looking at you, tell you, what are you doing? <laughs> this needs okay. to be fixed. So thank you, thank so you much, for Les. tuning in. If you've been here, definitely check out her podcast and everything. Just this has been amazing. <laughs> Likewise, thank you so much for having me. I really had fun with you. I miss seeing you out in the streets. I hope I see you again soon. Yes, hopefully, slowly things are getting better. I, I love all your pictures. You look great on everything. So I watch you. I, I hawk everybody. Yep, yep, so your eye. Your <laughs> That's why you're known for the eye. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. I really had a good time. All right, guys, have a good one. Be blessed. Peace. Bye. <laughs> Bye.